everyone, and thank you for joining me today for another episode of Titanium Blonde Talks, the podcast for women, about women, sharing women's stories, and uplifting every single woman that we can possibly bring into our orbit with this podcast and everything else that we do. And today I am welcoming back, I think that Brittany may be my most popular guest from the standpoint that I've had her on. I think this might be the fifth time if I'm, if I'm remembering correctly, but Brittany has really just got this incredible business that she has been building. We have known each other, I would say, for probably close to seven years now. We met on Instagram back in the days where there were yoga challenges going on, and we were having all kinds of conversations. We started talking on the phone. We would text. She came out to Washington a couple of years ago, and I got to meet her in person, which was fantastic. Life has changed for both of us, and so I am just so happy to have her here to tell you about her sort of her shifts and changes that she's made in her life and where she's at today. So Brittany, thank you so much for being here and welcome. Thank you for having me, Sherry. I think it has been five times and I absolutely love it. (laughs) So to start out with a little bit, let's talk about, I know you started your own business and it has morphed and changed from where you started. When you, and it's, it's been what now, two years, has it been two full years since you left your job? Yeah. Yep. For those of you who don't know, Brittany was in, she was a physical therapy assistant. She was doing a lot with movement and that sort of thing. And she has really moved now. She started doing some tarot, which was fantastic. And she's still doing some of that, but she has created a whole spiritual based business in helping women and men find I would say their path, but maybe that's not the right word. I'll let you, you, you tell me what you're, what you, um, so, um I actually don't do tarot as a service anymore, but no, I, I know do, that. Yeah. I incorporated my work, but so what I have done is I have pivoted my whole business to business, spiritual based business, money mindset, and personal power mentoring, because what I recognize in the spiritual community is, and it was funny because I just had a lunch with a friend of mine who owns um, kind of like an occult uh, botanica based store. She's a shaman. And what and the reason why I pivoted my business is because I watched so many people have gifts that the world could utilize. But as a, it's kind of like, I don't know if it comes with being a very, what did you want to call it? Maybe liberal, not really liberal, but like energetic based person where energy is your first language and human is kind of like a weird thing. That we don't really know, really, that we don't really know how to legitimize and gross businesses like money is evil, taxes are whatever and all these different things. And so when I really started to legitimize and ground my business, I realized, wow, there's a lot of people out here in the spiritual community whose businesses are going to fail because of their root associating with necessities and grounding into this reality and legitimizing and doing things that are that are necessary to grow a business in a 3D world. And so I started pivoting my own mindset around just the way I looked at money and the way I looked at growing a business and paying taxes and taking care of your organizing your finances and all of those things. So my business has pivoted to assisting spiritual based practitioners or even business owners who have a spiritual background, which lead their business, right? 
because we need some, we need help. We need help because I was meeting with my uncle who owns a investor group and he was trying to talk to me about investing money and all these things. And I was like, this is so linear and closed in that I, I had, I basically was like, breaking through his shadows every sentence that he said right and so i'm like this cannot be the way that we have a community supporting we have to have other people in this community supporting other business owners in this community or we're never going to have multi-million dollar spiritual based businesses and people are like why do you want a multi-million dollar spiritual based business this is the first thing that i went through okay yeah major thing that i went through is you can't be spiritual make a lot of money you i don't know who you I don't know who taught people that because you could be whatever you fucking want, you whatever, the fuck you, <laughs> whatever the fuck you want to be. That's part of connecting to your spiritual truth is what do you want? Right. It's not just what you want. It's I guess your spiritual truth would be different than what you want. A connection to spirit and amplifying and elevation your truth is why you want it. You see what I'm saying? Yes. And some people are like, but why would you want that much money? Well, first of all, I want to be as comfortable as possible because the type of shadow work that I do here, not only for myself, but to elevate my ancestors and, and clients, it's heavy. And so I want to have fun and be comfortable. And if that means millions and millions and maybe billions of dollars, then you fucking believe that's what I want. Right. But also because this is something that I, re- that I think about often is a lot of spiritual based practitioners think money is evil because of the people in the limelight who have money. But we have to remember that it's not about who has the money. It's about, or it's not about, it's not about the person that makes the money evil. It's not about the money that makes a person evil. It's the person that makes the money money evil. evil. So if we get money in the hands of of people who are humble and want to do major things to change this world, then that's how we're going to change this world because money is the energetic exchange in this world at this point. And nothing is fucking free at all. Nothing. Nothing is free. So even I was talking to somebody, I can't remember who I was recently talking to. Oh, I did this. um, I did this um, group call and I was a panelist on Meet Delic and it was was starting a psychedelic business. It was so great. The panelists were so awesome. Those people are, oh my God, they're extremely intelligent and and educated on psychedelic business. So by the way, if you ever want to listen to them, go listen to that. I think the link is in their bio and it's called Meet Delic. But they, one of them was saying like, farming like how can i afford to to grow all this they're doing i think one was doing like hemp or something and somebody was in cannabis and basically it's all patient patient uh based right patient based right. all for patients but if they don't have money this is that's a multi-million dollar farm that they have to grow that's you know correct I mean? yes. so how can we run businesses if we, we don't have money or we don't like money so i really started working with uh-oh, i really started working with with um, different coaches who were very energetic based, who loved money and started breaking through my money wounds of why I felt the way I did about money or why I felt the way I did about business. And it was all wounds. It was all generational wounds. It was all poverty based wounds. It was things that I didn't even recognize in my own spirit, in my own shadow, um, because it's huge in the quote unquote online spiritual community. So I actually stopped associating myself with the community because there was a lot of backlash when I say that I'm going to be a millionaire by the time I'm 32. You see what I'm saying? They're like, yeah. no, you can't do that. You're horrible. Actually, I'm not. But I don't need to justify myself anymore. So that's well, what I'm and, you know, the, this is this is one more piece of the thing that I have been talking about to people and people, you know, so, especially in social media about people who want to clap back at you or 
they want to tell you why they're unfollowing you. And what they're saying is, and basically what it comes down to is, is that you are not having the types of behavior that my expectations want you to have for me. And so if you're not doing that, then I don't want to follow you. And my thing is, is don't let the door hit in the ass on the way out. You know what, Sherry? I lost 5,000 followers this year. Normally by this time of the year, I'm up 10. I lost 5,000 and I made more money than I ever did in my life. Well, and that, you know, that is all back to some of the, the first like cognizant spiritual work that I did when I was in my yoga training 19 years ago was about you call in those energies of those people that are that are actually the ones that belong with you right that that become your community whatever that community is but that's what happens and it's just you know and it's what took me a little while in the beginning of my yoga training and starting to teach was to not take it personally if someone would come and take a yoga class and then never come back Exactly. It's just that, you know, I mean, I had to learn the thing of it's just there's a yoga teacher, there's a style of yoga, and there's a yoga class for everyone. You just have to keep finding it. And that translates into everything else in life. Exactly. You know what, Sherry, this this is something that I realized after growing a following like the way I did on Instagram so quickly was when I first was doing this business online or whatever Instagram growing, I was like, I want everybody to see me. And then I decided actually no, because I'm not for everybody and my work isn't going to be for everybody. So when I got more particular, not only did my business rapidly grow within this last eight months, the way that it has more money, bigger connections, stronger connections, more client-based work, more client-based results, things of that nature of all the things that I wanted in my business. But I feel more fulfilled knowing that I'm not for everybody and I'm happier that way. Like I'm not here searching for people. I'm like you said, I'm calling in my clients. When I'm posting, I'm intentional about who I'm for. You know, the people yeah. who may trickle and I don't get that a lot. I don't get a lot of people who are like, what? Well, this is it because I make it very clear. I'm not for you. You can have whatever belief or truth you want, but I'm not for you. And I've seen you come out in your stories and say exactly that. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I'm not for everyone. Yeah. It made life 10 times more easier and I can stay more focused on what I'm doing and the direction that I'm going when I said I'm not for everybody. I watched tons of my, I watched tons of friends, quote unquote, I guess it would be acquaintances, past acquaintances who are witches and brujas and do all these things and they want to do all the services, right? Because there's another thing about saying that you're not for everybody is also being able to be honest what you're capable of. And what you're actually doing. Like, right. I, re- I remember in the beginning of my business, if somebody asked me to do something like, oh, do you interpret dreams? Yeah, because I can. I interpret my own, right? But it wasn't a service. and I didn't really do that work, but I would have said yes. In stepping more in my leadership, by the way, I'm in the leadership course with Andrea. You would love it. The In stepping more into my leadership this year, and I've been talking about leadership all year, which I'm great, grateful that she did this course, is being able to say, this is not what I do. So if I have somebody and says, Hey, I need a reading. I send them to my godmother or, Hey, I want a dream interpretation. I send them to mama Vita. Like I have now a very solid network where I can send people and I trust those people because I'm not doing everything. And in this spiritual based world, just because we're clairvoyant or clairaudient or psychic or whatever, doesn't mean we have to do it all. 
It means pick what you love and stick to it because otherwise you're going to keep thinking that you can do everything and you're going to spread yourself too thin. Well, that and then, then you start to deplete yourself and you yeah. start to dilute what you are, are really trying to do instead of zoning in on the spaces where you truly belong. You know, it's, it's sort of the thing that I have been thinking about because this whole pandemic has changed yoga classes, fitness all of this sort of thing. And now I know exactly who my audience is. And now I just need to be able to target those folks and get them into the space I need them to be. And then you start speaking the language. It's me. It's what would I want from an instructor at this particular point in time in my life? Well, here's here's what I'm doing. So this is what I would want. And I had to really kind of dig back into my teachings and some of my notes this last weekend and come with, to the point of you need to call in the energetic match of the persons that you are seeking to serve. Yes. And that means you need to speak in a way that they will hear you. Yes. You know, it's just, it's so interesting. And then having you do that reading on Facebook this weekend and what you said, and you was like, you know, don't shoot the messenger. And I'm like, no, no, you, you say whatever it is you need to say and, and, and I'll, and I'll, I'll pay attention, <laughs> but focusing on myself instead of thinking I need to do it as a collective that it's, you know, I'm probably more powerful doing it all on my own, even though I want to help serve other movement folks that are out there trying to make this work. I need to focus on my thing. And then if I want to do a course to teach someone else on how to do this, then that's what I do. Mm -hmm. So that's what I came away with Saturday afternoon after you did that. And I spent some time thinking that's where I ended up Saturday was like, well, I'll just do a course to have, and then they could do their own thing. Yeah. Because if we're not filling up us, even in our businesses, right? Right. If my business wasn't thriving, then I'm not going to teach other people how to create a business. Right. Right. And so it's like, it's, it's the same thing. If we're not thriving and if we're not over, on overflow, then we can't show up for other people. It's the same thing in our work. You know what I mean? Yeah. But funny thing about this pandemic and the yoga community is my best friend owns a yoga studio. And I remember her being like, B, what am I going to do? I'm like, I'm going to teach you how to create a course in the next hour and you're going to create it. And it paid for her rent and it covered all the things. And then she ended up getting a business grant because we worked on money mindset So that's the thing about this year too, that was so cool about shifting my and rebranding to business is I got to help a lot of people pivot. Like people start new businesses. I have a couple clients who never owned their own business before. And they started with me in January thinking that we were just going to do spiritual growth and pandemic hit. And then we built businesses. And one of them, actually a couple of them are doing fantastic. (laughs) Like the ones that actually stuck with the business aspect are they quit their jobs. They never went back to the job that they were in before the pandemic. One of my clients right now is, it was funny how this happened because she's like, I'm quitting my job. And I was like, I didn't tell you to quit your job. Just remember, I didn't tell you to quit your job. But she's so awesome. And in this journey of, she didn't really quit. She ended up getting like less amount of time, but she now gets to work from home at the same facility while she's connecting with herself because she never had that time to connect with herself because she has three kids. And so now she she saw all that she has to offer and started trauma um, therapy certification so she can start a business. Like it's just this cool space of, I know everybody, I know a lot of people are struggling, not everybody because we were in the same storm, but not the same boat. But it was really cool for the people who saw this as an opportunity to be entrepreneurs. And then it's also really cool of the people who saw this as an opportunity to rest, you know? So whatever it was, I think this pandemic was like a blessing. I know it was a blessing in disguise 
because it got to it got to shift a lot of people's lives for the better. It did. And, you know, and I was working harder than ever. And that was what gave me the space to be able to learn all of the things I needed to do to build an online platform for fitness, for, for personal trainers, for our group fitness things, all of this stuff going on. And I'm thinking, I have students that I don't get to see anymore because the studio I was teaching at outside of the club is I'm just not going to go. It's too small to go back into. Now, there are a lot of people who don't like doing online yoga classes. No, it's not perfect. It's not the same thing as being in the same room and having all of that energy. But you know what? Right now, there's a lot of things I can do doing that and a lot more people I can reach that don't even live in this vicinity of where I'm at that can actually benefit from the stuff that I've been working on. Yes. So I just need to go out and find them. And it's like, and the other piece is, is I know there are people out there that like you were talking about, who don't know about running a business, who don't know about finances, who don't know about how do I get a business license? What do I need to do for insurance? What do I need to think about if I'm going to have payroll? I mean, these are all the things I do every day in my job, right? I love to do books for businesses that are young and growing and trying to do all of this. And I'm like, how come I'm not reaching out and getting more clients for something like that? right? To, to work in those spaces that kind of light me up because yes, they're paying me for a service, but at the same time, I feel like I'm delivering something to them that's going to help them be more successful in what they're doing. So, you know, I look at stuff like that and it's like, you know, all of a sudden I'm making all of these connections. Like I have all of these skill sets and I can do whatever I want with them. Exactly. Right? Like we sit back and we're like, oh, I can do all these things, but I'm going to go work for a Target. I'm mean, nothing wrong with working for Target. I work there. But the, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. this is what, and I was just telling my husband today, though, the thing about entrepreneurship and starting a business is you have to be ready to fuck up something. Yes. You just have to. Like, you're going to fuck shit up. You're going to fuck shit up. Right now, I'm reorganized. This is my biggest sales year. So I have to reorganize my, all of my expenses because they were in order. Until all the more expenses started coming. So, you know, you just fucked it up. It's a learning experience. It's, right. I don't want to say nothing's ever going to be perfect, but it's going to be perfect for you, for you to also continue to learn. Well, and, and that's the thing is that, you know, I, as an oldest child and the only daughter, it was always about perfection. If I'm just perfect, everyone will love me. If I do this right, you know, and I get good grades and I do all this stuff and I do all the right things and keep everybody happy, then I'll be successful. And what I ended up being was miserable. So it, there's, there's no perfection and you can't keep everybody happy. So, no. you know, I mean, it's just not going to work and being miserable for so many years. It's like, you know, this is not a good space to be in. I'm, I'm not helping anybody else out and I'm sure as fuck not helping myself out. So what do I need to do to fix this situation? Yeah. But you know, and and that's the thing is you're going to make mistakes and that's how you learn, right? Everybody makes mistakes. I don't know anybody in my circle that has not made a mistake in their life at some point in time or another, whether as a parent, whether as uh, in a relationship, whether as an employee, uh, you know, in your family, I mean, everybody makes fucking mistakes. Exactly. And, but that's the thing too, with like people with like business, right? They're like, but it's my money, but it's this. I, I, I often remind people, I often remind people, even though the economy tries to say we are in debt, money is unlimited. It's an energetic based thing in America. It's printed on a piece of paper that has no actual fucking value. So to think that you can't get it back 
is a lack mindset because you're always going to get it back. You may invest a thousand dollars, fuck it up and then make that thousand dollars back. But it's the mindset around it because, right. it, you know, that lack mindset will fuck a whole person in their life. You oh, know? been there. I mean, you know, and, and you talking about your past traumas, I mean, the whole poverty thing from generations back in my family, it was just like, this explains so much about why I have, and I'm still trying to bust through some of those things. And it's, but, but it, it makes so much sense when I start looking at it that way. It's like, it's not just that it's so many things and it's like, and then the light bulb started going off and it's like, all of a sudden I have language to, to express what I didn't understand yeah. all of a sudden. And it's like, that's like somebody just gave me the keys to the castle. Mm -hmm. exactly. That's a real thing that 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 understanding of that language or that energy, especially when it comes to poverty, because yes. I don't see a lot of people like my sister and I had this conversation. OK, we had this conversation because I posted up in, in one of like my stories or on a post or something like that. I came from poverty and to this and my sister's like, Britt, we didn't come from poverty. And I'm like, let me put on a spectrum what we came from, right? Not that our like our we we were on welfare, but my parents probably I don't even know what my parents made, but we always lived in apartments and we didn't go on vacations or things like that. And like just we were not as well off as a lot of people, right? And so when I broke it down to my sister and I broke it down to what like the normal average American had, she had no idea that technically what we grew up as was poverty because her mom was less well off than us, like maybe making fifteen thousand a year rather than thirty. Right. And so 15,000 a year is not a lot of money. No. You know what I mean? So, and I'm like, but Alexis, to my sister, I'm like, but our parents didn't make that much more and they had three kids in the house. Like, right. And so we thought that was normal. We're like, oh, everybody lives that way. Right. Like, everybody is on food stamps or, you know, that's just the normal thing. So when I told, broke it down to my sister, I was like, that's not, that's poverty. She was like, holy shit. We just thought, we were so used to that, to being lack being normal that we didn't even know it was lack. We were just like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Like, oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like right. I went to vacations because my grandparents took me, you know, like actually Sherry, the funny thing is in two weeks, I'm taking my mom on her first vacation with me. I've never been on my a vacation with my mom in 31 years. Where are you guys going? Florida. Yeah. Now you, you have family down there because you go yeah. there often. That's okay. Yeah. It's your brother. And she barely sees her brother because she never travels. Is it because she thinks she doesn't have the money or she, she owns just doesn't her own business and she never finds help? But I think I think that's part of what it was in the beginning of our life. Not that she didn't have the money, but they were my parents. I think my parents were in a lot of debt and they finally are debt free. So um, but I'm paying for the trip. It's just I don't know. What, I, I guarantee you it's probably because we just didn't have money to travel. Yeah. And she never wanted to stop working because she never trusted anyone with her company. And finally, I'm like, Mom, we're going on vacation. She's like, COVID. Yeah, right. She's, she's an autoimmune disease, right? Yeah. And so I'm thinking, like, my husband just said, your mom's going to back out because of COVID. And I call her like, Mom, Kai's going to think you're backing out because of COVID. She was like, we're already packed. We're <laughs> <laughs> going to Florida, right? It's like the forbidden space right now. Now, are, are you guys driving or flying? No, we're flying. I don't. After I just drove to Tennessee there and back. I'm done with that. I know, I know you. And I was like, she drove all the way there. Yeah, That's nine hours. And the way home I only drove, it was me and Owen. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was great, though. He was so good in the car. Well, Florida is Florida. You know, I mean, it just. The Florida man. And, and, and the thing for me is like, you know, I do what I need to do when I go out in public 
to not yeah. only take care of myself be- because of my autoimmune issues, but to be respectful of other people. And because when I do go into the club to go to work, I'm required to wear a face covering if yeah. I'm out on the main floor. When I go in my own office and shut my door, I can, I can you know, do whatever besides, you know, I, I can't be naked in there, but because I have windows, <laughs> that's like being in a fishbowl, but I can take my mask off. Right. So, you know, I, and, and when I go to the grocery store, I don't go in with, you know, I live by myself. So I go shopping by myself. It's like, I go in, I have a list. I know where I'm going. I don't wander through the aisles. Yeah. I go, I get my shit and I come home. There are so many people out there that have zero spatial awareness. They take up the whole sidewalk. They take up the whole aisle in the grocery store. They, you know, and it's like just a little spatial awareness would make a huge difference Mm -hmm. in transmission. See, I'm a person that I wouldn't, I I mean, like we're going to Florida, but we're probably not going to do much of anything, but hang out probably by the water or go see my uncle. So people are like, oh, don't go out. We don't like, we don't even really do that. Well, that's the thing is, I mean, and I've never been a big like, oh, let's go out to every restaurant. It's like, no, I I went to, I think I maybe, I just went out to lunch right now. But besides that, I went out to eat when my little sister was in town. That was like four weeks ago. So we're not like big, like, let's go out and do shit. We're not those types of people. So yeah, yeah, me neither. And I order my groceries anyway. So that was easy. It just came (laughs) to me, you know, like on a huge vacation like that. We're not my, like my mom is a homebody. She's a Pisces. I'm a cancer moon. My husband's a cancer moon. So like, we'll go to my uncle's house and I'm sure my aunt will cook and they have a pool. I was going to say they have a pool. So yeah, you guys can so, hang out by the yeah. pool, you can go to yeah. the beach if we'll you want to. But- and what you're not going to have, it's my uncle's boat. So it's not like we're touching people over there, you know? So yeah. <laughs> now are, is Owen and Kyle going with you? You guys mm-hmm. all going to, so it's yeah. a big family trip. Well, yeah. That'll be fun. That'll be yeah. very cool. I'm really excited because my bonus dad is a talkative Capricorn. And we're like, oh, no. What is he going to talk about the whole time? <laughs> He's like the parent that's like, let me sit down and lecture you. How fucking long is this lecture going to take? <laughs> he just messaged me today, too. I love you, Pop. If you're listening to this. He just last messaged me today. Like, hey, me and Lucy miss you. It's his dog. And I'm like, I have meetings till seven. I can only, I can only have chats with him for so long before I get tired. And I'm like, I have meetings all day with your and, and your podcast, so I'm definitely not gonna be up to talking at seven o'clock. <laughs> He's so funny. I know that, and I know that you. Every once in a while, I'll see you kind of come in and say, you know, I'm going to stop doing this and I'm going to do this. And I'm no longer taking one-on-one clients. I'm, I'm doing yeah. this. Mm-hmm. And, and so what I've been so curious to see you kind of go through is that you're really figuring out where your energy is, what you need to do to recharge, giving yourself the space that you need to do. And so did that take you a while to get through? Did yes. you, was that some, did someone sit you down and go, listen, here's, here's what I'm, are you bleeding some energy here? Or was this you just waking up going, I'm fucking tired and this needs to change. Every time. So, you know, I've been one-on-one for almost two years. Like basically since I started, I yes. to do single coaching, not one-on-one sessions. Right. I to do long-term packages. So then I pivoted to long-term packages and then I realized I love to move groups more. I mean, I love my one-on-one clients. We have the best time. And they have great, you know, we have great transformations and their, and their growth is amazing. But I realized that I love to, to show up for a group 
and watch them transform as a group and connect them and build a community like that community thing it's like i build my own community you know what i mean in a one-on-one i can do that because i can network them to people but in a group forget it like now like i'm Listen to this. I have a course that I launched, Boss Lady Lifestyle course, right? There's a client of mine who's a friend of mine who met her girlfriend in there. And, w- and I got to meet her in person a couple of days ago. And their love is like it's been forever. And they live in different states. Like, this is the type of shit I'm talking about. Not just business, but like connection. So it'll- what are they? Are they going to stay living in separate states? Have they even broached that? I don't know. We'll see. We'll topic see. yet? I don't know. Um, I hope, I hope, I don't know because they're both travelers. They're a Leo and a Libra and they're like, you know, the affection is the affection. So I, I don't know. They, they like to travel. So maybe they'll just travel together. I don't know. It's going to be beautiful though. A beautiful thing to watch. But over the years, what I realized is I only started taking less one-on-one clients. So now I only have 11. Um, and I actually pushed, they were supposed to originally be three months and I was cramming. I wasn't cramming them in. I was just getting them in every week. I had a session with them every week. And then I was like, some of them don't need it every week because there's stuff to work on. And then I was like, I'm getting tired because I do my groups and I like time off. Like I like to have days where I can do things like this or right. do my free card pools because I'm energized or focus more on selling my Wealthy Soul Academy because I'm energized. But if I'm always in something that I don't have any energy to show up for any other thing. So I started switching my schedule even more. And that's when I realized Actually, groups are all I want to do. Like I offer one-on-ones in part of my VIP. Right. But it's only but but it's still in the group. But but it but it's a limited, you do you yeah. limit the, yes. the number. It's not gonna be like the group pack or the coaching packages anymore. It will only be group containers. And the way that I build them is that they're always buildable. So my clients who are in this one may want to do the next one, or my clients who are in this block lady like may want to do this one because they can do it with the same people and they're building with the same community. And I get to teach everything. You know, it's very specific when I'm with a one-on-one client and there's like one wants to work on spiritual stuff and one wants to work on business stuff. And I want right. to work on all of it in my group containers. It's, I get to teach everything, everything that I know at that point, I will teach it in my boss lady lifestyle course. I taught everything that I knew on how to start a business and at least maybe hit five figures a month if you could, like if you're going to get behind the things, right? Then my money magnet course, we're in module three, I think this week, I have it right here. We're doing like, we're doing like small fundamentals, like tracking your income or tracking your expenses and things like that, right? And then we'll go into more. And now the Wealthy Soul Academy is business owners who are already established, who seem to be stuck and really want to go to next level. And I'm teaching everything that took me to how I did it to this point in my life. And I will teach all of it. And this time I brought in teachers. I brought yeah, in I saw that. package. Yeah. And my VIP package, my godmother is a priest of um, Yemaya in both Ifa and Santeria. So she'll be doing readings for the 10 VIP. Mama Vida, readings by Vida. She is also a practitioner of Santeria, but she's a curandero and has been um, a practitioner for her whole life and trained by her elders, which her grandma, her grandmother and she'll be doing taking people to guide them to meet their ancestors. In the VIP, my godmother's wife, who is also a big part of my um, becoming a priest, um, her name is Iyansa. We call her Iyansa, but her name is not Iyansa. But that's what we call her. Um, she is putting together a spiritual cleansing 
a spiritual cleansing package for a virtual retreat that we're doing the VIP. And then my level one, my level one is nine weeks of the course, the course included and weekly yoga every Sunday. And it's different than my other courses because what I did with the first three courses is I recorded them as masterminds without Q and A's so that I could, so that I could resell them. And they're, they're kind of like prerequisites to the other, co- the, the group containers. This one, the wealthy soul Academy um, is, all interactive they can ask questions throughout like well obviously i'll teach and then they can ask questions and i'll see their faces and we'll we will connect and things of that nature so So do you so do you do that all over zoom then is that how you do that my goal is 100 students in this one because that's what i want yeah and you do it all over zoom Mm -hmm. yeah Um, originally my other courses were in facebook i teach it i actually um what is that called screen share through blue jeans. It's pretty cool. I like it. But yeah, this one's going to probably be all in Zoom because I want to see everybody. I want to talk to everybody. I want to get to know everybody. I want to, you know, this is a different group. And this is my goal. This has been my goal for years. Group containers, if I asked my best friend, like, what was the first thing I always want to do? She's like, you always wanted to hold spaces for a whole bunch of people. And finally, I created a space where I could. And being able to connect with people one-on-one definitely helped me grow those groups because a lot of my one-on-one clients already took all the VIP. So it's just like my people who are like, well, I already worked with you. I already know who you are. I definitely want to be here. Right. Right. Well, and I saw your workshop thing come up for Wednesday and I think I'm going to sign up for that just because I, you know, by a couple clients that I had who I'm watching them post and they're, they're still struggling with a few things. And obviously it's like mindset and stuff, but I was like, I have got spirit was like, just put it together. So I put it together and just kind of threw it together. So I'm excited. It's only 45 bucks selling to your soul client. I'm going to teach everything that I know about selling within an hour. And I'm going to give a Q and a also. Well, and I think stuff like that is, it's a good, it's not overwhelming. You're not getting too much information. Mm-hmm. You, you need, you know, you give it in those bite-sized pieces yeah. and then it gives people at least the the foot up to be able to move forward and uh, do all they need to do. So, yeah. so those are, those are the things that are important. Yeah. You know, another thing, one of my friends who's a coach of mine, Andrea Franco, I love her. She's a feisty Italian. I think she's only like 27. She's so cute. Um, but she is very strategic. She's a Virgo, right? And she's one of the people who taught me a lot of like legitimizing and grounding my strategy in this reality and not just in the ethers because I am spirit is my first language is what I knew before anything. And one of the things that we always talk about, and I always see her post about in these masterminds is like people show up and they're like, okay, visualize the mastermind or visualize the 10,000. And that's what kind of coach I used to be because I forgot that there was a human skin. You know what I mean? Well, okay. So now that you brought that up, that's the thing I'm going to ask you about, because I mean, that's where everything was for me. And it's like, that's really hard for me to kind of, how do you stay plugged into that? It, it, I, I, and I haven't been successful with staying plugged into that. Just visualize or the energetic, which one? The, well, the, the practical piece of it, right? Like how do I pull it from, okay, I'm visualizing it. Now, what do I do? Okay. This is exactly what it is. That's exactly what I was like. All right. I see all the things I need to know how to integrate it. Right. And so that integration is having conversations with spirit of what practical action do I need to take? I talk about this all the time in a lot of my courses. I call it the Holy Trinity. I call it the connection to spirit, the, the, the creating, right. And the action. So the divine feminine, the divine masculine back to spirit. It's like, we sit and we create. And then how do we 
legitimize and ground that in this reality, there must be practical action in order to ground it in this reality. So if you're visualizing now, don't get me wrong. There's more than miracles that can happen, right? If you can visualize enough and call in 10 grand, I've had clients who did it. I had client who called in 11,000 in 16 days, literally. Yeah. I I know. I watched those stories and I was like, I haven't been able to get there yet, but maybe I'm not doing it right. They broke down every single reason why that was impossible. And so when you break through why it's impossible and now, you know, it's possible, it's possible. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. When it comes to a business, there has to be practical action and it has to be inspired because if it's not inspired, it's forceful. And I'm not saying that forceful action doesn't work, but most and not if all, I will say all because not any, all of my clientele and how I teach is always through inspired action. It must always be guided through spirit. And so that's why I'm not for everybody because co- there are coaches who are like, post at this time, do it, this and this and that. That's great. It works for but that's not who I am. I'm an energetic based person first. I live in the ethers. So everything that I do has to be inspirational, right? It has to be inspired. And through that inspiration, I take action. I show up in my stories. I show up in my newsletters. I show up in other group it, groups. I do pitches in other groups. Like I do podcasts. Like it's all inspired. If it feels forceful, I, I don't do it. Well, and that's the thing is when someone says, okay, I'm going to give you a whole calendar of how you should post, when you should post, what you should do, blah, blah, blah. And you can do all of that and it doesn't work. Because it wasn't meant for you, right? That's right. That's why I like, I don't, I don't, you know, I see all all these different strategies. And people sell that stuff and people buy it and then they're like, but I didn't get anywhere. But people do. That's the thing. Yeah. Just like we're talking about. Walgreens is for one person and CVS is for another. That strategy is for the very practical linear human. It's not going to be for the very extremely energetic based etheric human. You know what I mean? Being more inspired is why I have my business and why it's successful. But somebody who's going to need more more, um, practical strategy is or very linear that doesn't believe in any woo woo is not going to be able to do what I do. They're, they, my strategies won't work for them. You see what I'm saying? So that's what I try to tell people. Like, there is no competition. I'm not out here competing with any other coach. I'm giving strategy for those who are very energetic-based people who are always being led through inspired action. And then I can teach you how to show up for that. And I can teach you how to show up every single day. But it's through choice. And it's through asking and being want, and wanting and choosing to be guided by spirit to show up. So like, One thing that I do, and I was just telling my friend, Melissa, one thing that I do, and I learned this from a coach of mine, um, Amanda Francis, I love her. And one thing that she taught me was I did it before, but I didn't say it in this way. And when I pivoted to this way, it changed before I'd be like, spirit, show me what I need to do. Right. Then she taught me to say it in this way. Spirit, what is it that I need to do in order to call in my hundred students in this amount of time in an easy and effortless way? where it's no harm to myself or others, while you're doing your part, what is my part? And I would either meditate on it or be in the shower. And then I'm like, like last week I was like, oh, I want to call in more students, but I also want to show up for my students that I already have. What should I do? Boom, that mastermind popped up. So now I'll be in there and I'm sure I'll talk about the Wally Soul Academy. I'll probably even teach everybody how to pitch in that one because pitching is part of it. That's something that I learned this year. Um, and then I'll pitch my course because that's how we do it. We give, I can't just show up and say, visualize that you have your soul client. I'm literally going to teach you all the energetic and physical strategy. And then I'm going to say, Hey, here's another container that you can join with me. Right. Because what I learned is some people do that where they're like, 
here's this thing. Now visualize it. Now let me share this whole course that I have. It wasn't just to get people in there. Like I'm literally going to teach you things. So it's being inspired. What inspires you? My client results are what inspires me. So I'm like, how can I show up with more client results? Then I have to keep showing up. And the more I show up, the more, the more I'm calling out and the more I'm speaking to that individual client, the more that they're coming to me. But I also show up in a lot of spaces. I have my free Facebook group. I have my personal page, my business page on Facebook. I'm in multiple groups on Facebook where if they say share a share a tip today from your business, I'm in there so that I'm networking, you know, but it's always inspired. If I don't feel like doing it, actually, I hired somebody else to do it now, but before I did it all on my own. Right. And today I did it all today because I was like, oh, I forgot to send her all this stuff. So like when I feel inspired to do it, I do it before I just did it because I knew I was inspired to do it, but I also did not have a team at the time. I did all the work on my own until this year. Well, I, I knew that because I knew that um, I remember you calling out and saying that you were looking for an assistant, you were building out your team. And I mean, you know, in the beginning, when you're trying to keep all this together and do it all, you kind of have to be the jack of all trades for a little while. Yeah. And, and, and then you can expand out from there. But you know, in the beginning, it's where is the best use of your time? And you may not always have the money to do all the things you want to do. So what do I need to learn to do on my own? And then you realize, I don't really like to do this anyway. So this is something that I need to pay someone else to do. Mary, that's exactly what I taught in the boss lady. Like, I'm not going to tell people, go hire a business manager and a social this and this and that right away. Right. So like one thing that I taught in the boss lady was different ways to schedule posts when you want to schedule them. Here's are some different options. Here are different apps because you don't have a social media manager that's doing it for you. Right. And these are things that I had to use. I would save them in my drafts and just post them up when I had time or only post as I went or, you know what I mean? So right. I teach all, in my one, in my course that I just finished teaching, I taught all of those things. And I did say, contact your friends that you can trade with, because that's a great way to delegate. It is. It's a fantastic way. We forget. Now, at some point, that's not going to be enough anymore. But by that point, you'll have the money to invest. Well, and, you know, and a part of, and, and I, I started doing this in season one and, and you actually were one of the first people that I did the, you know, the recorded spots for to do promotions. Yeah. And my thing is, is that I want to keep doing that. And I want to do that one because it supports my guests that come on the people that have something like Steph Gongora and Aaron Kelly have their authentic movements and they're, you know, they do yeah, their school stuff in a long time. I oh. Watch it. Well, so they have their, um, their school. So, and they're going to be doing their school online right now oh, because of everything awesome. going on. And Steph and her husband have moved back from Costa Rica to open up another center in North Carolina. So that's where they're working right now. Um, just logistically, it, it, well, you she's she'll be on Friday, so you can listen to her okay, talk about yeah, it. I'm on gonna Friday. Have to go check out her page again. I don't know if I follow her. I don't follow a lot of yoga people anymore. They've put up a they have a monthly membership site. And it's $9.99 a month right now. They're running it as a special of $7.99. And they have they have, I want to say. There's Aaron, there's Steph, there's Bianca, and then I think they have one other instructor. And they have, I would say, probably close to 30 different classes of various links of, you know, every instruct. I mean, you can sort it out by body part, by how long you want to do it, by 
what level you are, the whole thing. I mean, it's fantastic. And so I said to her, I said, listen, I'd love to help promote your business. Would you send me some text that would be that I could record that would be 30 to 45 seconds of a way to be able to promote your business. And that's really what I do want to do. And so I reached out to Anjua and sent her a DM and said, listen, I'd love to promote whatever it is that you are working on right now that you would like to promote, because I just think that it's, that's a part of giving back to my guests, but it's also a part of being able for listeners to go, you know, man, I, I, I listened to that person talk and I didn't really go and look at it, but here's a little tickle on the back of your brain of here's what's going on with Anjua right now. Here's what Brittany has going on. So those are the things for me is like to start out doing that. And then eventually I'd like to do some sort of affiliate or a link or start having, you know, sponsors doing promotional. That will change. Sherry, I'm telling you, and I'm t- I've been talking to one of my clients about this because she owns a very, very, um, what is it? What would it be called? It's like an the energy behind her, she does prints, she does t-shirts and she does other things, right? But the energy work behind what she prints on her t-shirts is a whole energy session in itself. Like you, like the one that she, the one that she recently had, I don't, I don't want to like give, cause she's launching a new one and I really want to wait to tell about it, but um, she's just very intentional. They're like, it's like ceremonial vibes from the work that like the what she's printing on a t-shirt it's very ceremonial right and so i was telling her that affiliates ambassador work are the quickest way when you can connect to the right people to grow your online product business because when somebody is passionate is as passionate about what you're doing as you they'll always share from the heart always yeah you know what i mean You know, and for me, it's always been, you know, I want to support my ladies of the pod because the reason that I reach out to ask some of these people to come on is because I am drawn into their stories. I'm drawn into what it is that they're doing. I want to learn more about who they are and what they're doing. And so it, it's just those things. And, you know, I kind of let it go because I wasn't feeling really good. And I ended season one and, and I wasn't sure I was going to do a season two because iTunes said, we're closing down your channel because you haven't posted in, you know, 90 days. And so I thought, well, fine, I'm just going to post it on my website. I'm going to start season two because I realized everybody was on lockdown and everyone had time to sit down and talk with me all of a sudden. So season two just came to be, I posted it up. It went out to, it went out to Apple. It went out to Spotify and my, my, channel was still working. So I was like, you know what? Great. Yeah. Alrighty then. But you know, and I've just been sort of doing all of that and I've got so many other things going on, but I want to get back to doing those promotions. And that's where I want to start is the promotions. And then eventually being able to do sponsorships and affiliate links and offer these things to people. And it doesn't matter if I have five listeners that are listening, those are five people that are exposed to whatever it is that could, you know, go and check that out. Tomorrow I'm doing a conversation with um, her name is, well, her name is Lori. Her name is Tara Lori online. And she's from Canada and she's, I do woo woo without the cuckoo. Oh, <laughs> and she, and she does a daily card poll. And I love 
her presentation, her sense of humor, her just her whole attitude of doing the whole thing. And so I'm so excited to have a conversation with her tomorrow. She, she and she just some of her stories just cracked me up. And I'm thinking, you know, this woman, she's been doing tarot for 30 years. Wow. That's right. Awesome. And she does parties yeah. and she does all this kind of stuff. And I thought, you know what? She's I think she's going to be a real kick in the pants to have a conversation with tomorrow. Yeah, but, definitely. you know, those are the things it's like, I just need to sit down and take the time to send either DMs or emails out saying, I'd like to offer you a spot. Please, you know, send me whatever your content is that you want me to record. And I will promote your, your business, your workshop, your whatever it is, you know, it doesn't have to be, I don't want it to be a lot. It's not like I'm going to do like six or eight freaking promotions in every episode, but a couple would be fantastic. And it would be all centered around the ladies of the pods. And like you, it's like, I feel like I have been doing way too much stuff. And I, my creativity has been stunted as a result of that, you know, needing to have that time to sometimes just be so that your creativity can come forward again, yes. can be a real challenge. Listen, I learned more about rest this year than I ever had in my entire life. Like, um, <laughs> I, so I, I launched, I launched Money Magnet and I originally only wanted the enrollment period to be for like three weeks. And then... I wasn't really pushing it. I wasn't really selling it. And it it wasn't going to start until July 16th anywhere. So I was like, I'll just leave it open, right? And I had, I mean, I had fantastic sales. I had a lot of reoccurring income. And, and so it really showed me how I how much I was able to solidify what I actually speak and preach and work and live. I watched it because I sat back for a lot of May and a lot of July and did a lot of resting. I didn't show up a lot on Instagram and I did like for maybe one whole week, I wasn't there. And then my phone died when I went camping. I didn't turn that shit on. I I was tired. Like, and I never do that. Right. And when I sat back and watched that and and saw what my rest did, that's one of the reasons why I also said to myself, this is why my motto is work less and make more. And it doesn't mean actually working less. It meant like I didn't have to do seven clients in a week and teach a class and do that. It's I can have a couple clients, teach a class, show up even more powerful. Now what I'm giving them is even more impactful because I'm even rested in more overflow than I was before and making more money because more people want to work with me because the way I show up and the results that they get, right? Right. I'm not tired from doing it. So it was really awesome. Like this week is a, one of my off weeks of clients where I'm just focusing on like doing my newsletters and creating or, you know, solidifying my um, workbook for Thursday's class and, you know, selling Wealthy Soul Academy and so things like that. So I get to show up with more impact the more that I rest. Well, and not only that, you get to do different things every day so that you're not doing the same thing every single day, which can be, well, for me as a Gemini that, you know, that would be, that'd be like death. (laughs) It's a Capricorn thing. I have a Capricorn stallion. So, but still that's a drag. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's like, oh my God. And being bored is like the absolute worst thing for me. It's like, just shoot me now. Just put me out of my misery. Being bored Cause I always have something to do, but that's the thing. I'm like, there's days where I'm like, I don't even want to do this shit. So I'm not going to do it. Yeah. yeah. You know, although my ritual, I do keep, 
Um, but yeah, there's some days where I'm like, I don't want to fucking do this and I have the time to do so. So, and I created the life and the business to be able to do so. Yeah. Well, and, and that, that's the key there, right? Is, is you, you kept thinking, I don't want to do this. So what do I need to do to pivot in order to make that happen? And, you know, that's the thing is, you know, learning that pivot, learning that space. And then the, the thing that kind of hit me when you were talking about all this is being able to let go of that knee jerk reaction that if I don't keep hustling and if I don't keep overworking or working hard, I'm not going to have enough. That's a lie. That's a motherfucking lie that America tried to teach us when we were little. It doesn't work like that. That's why people are so tired. That's why things fail. That's why foundations crumble because the work is important, obviously, right? Showing up in some way, shape or form every single day is important, but that showing up one day might be you sleep in longer because you're tired and then you slept in longer. So now you, you have a course to teach later that night, or you want to do a live or you wanted to post something. Now you're going to post it because you let yourself sleep in. Right. You know, rather than being like, well, I got to get up and I got to do this at seven. I got to do that at eight. I got to do this at nine and this. And then I got to work nine to five. And I got to, I'm a projector in human design. And I've just started learning about projectors like this year. And we're like only supposed to work three hours a day or something. And I'm here for it. Like all the way. Well, you know, and that's the thing is like, that was everything from my family. That was everything I was taught. That's what society teaches you. That's what you learn in school is you have to work hard. Eight hours. You got to work hard. You got to work hard. You got to work hard, you got to work hard, you know, and then you're commuting every day. And I think that that's when, you know, this, the breaks hit in society and everybody had to stop. The thing that I noticed first and foremost was how quickly nature showed up. The birds off my deck, the growth of the flowers and the clearness and crispness of the air and the sky (laughs) and all of those things. And people all of a sudden no longer having to spend two hours each way commuting back and forth to work and, you know, doing all of these things. And businesses then starting to wake the fuck up and go, gosh, you know, everybody thinks that we've got to put all these people into these fucking fish bowls in a desk and they all have to be in the same room working and we're actually just as efficient if not more efficient with people not actually being in that space all day every day gee hello and people went outside yeah hello we're packed over here and i live right down the street from metro parks and i i go there often right and i'm like there was nowhere to park i'm like this is insane (laughs) like people never went outside in their lives (laughs) <laughs> it was I was so happy to see people go outside, you know, because we, we, people were finally going outside. They finally- well, that was the thing is that, you know, get outside in nature, right? I mean, I was walking down to the beach every day, putting my feet in the sand, sitting there listening to the water going, you know, and there was, for the most part, nobody else on the beach but me. That's crazy. I would have been there every day too. Well, they might be on other beaches. You know, there's plenty of other beaches on the island and where I go is down by the ferry terminal. But literally, I mean, even when there were other people out there walking, for the most part, there was so much room for me to be away from everyone. It was just like, you just keep doing your thing. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your day today to be here to talk about what it is that you're doing and all of the shifts that you have been making, because I think it's really important for people to hear that and and for you to say to people, you know, you're going to fuck up. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to, you're going to, and you can, and it can either bury you or you can pivot and learn from it and move on. I don't look at it as fuck up. I really, I, I don't really look at it as you either, you don't lose, you learn. 
right? I mean, you can think that you lose and you're going to lose, but I don't. It's all about perspective. It's all about perspective. Mm -hmm. So, all right. Well, thank you again for your time. And uh, I I am. I love you too. (laughs) 